Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. You're right about one thing, Captain. We are no Jedi. Hello there and welcome to the Ahsoka Review Podcast. This is episode number five. Welcome back as we review another episode of the Ahsoka Show over on Disney+. Plus. We're going to be reviewing part seven um, as we go through uh, towards the end of the series. The penultimate episode is getting a bit, uh, a little bit tasty now, a little bit uh, of a build-up towards the finale, which we'll be getting to uh, later on this week, which lands tomorrow if you're listening to this uh, today. And uh, my name's Gary. I'm one of your co-hosts here on the Ahsoka Review Podcast. And you might know us from our sister show, Spark of Rebellion. If you're listening over on there, welcome, welcome as well. And I'll bring on my co-host in a second, Mr. Marcus. Bring him on. Uh, before we get to that, though, if you like this show, you've listened before, then appreciate if you give us a like and a follow as we ramp up to the finale. Or just give us a like over on Spark Rebellion. It's a very similar show, just that we go through all of the Star Wars news, round it all out for you so you don't have to go through and go through all the websites and blogs and RSS feeds and everything. We just give it all to you uh, in one big humorous lump of Star Wars news, so go and do that. You can find us on all the podcast apps, just do a search for the Ahsoka Podcast Review or Spark Rebellion, and uh, I'll give you some deets later on how you can support us if you like what we do here at nerdpodcast.com, which we are a part of. So my name's Gary, I'm one of your hosts. Let's bring him on. It's the dude looking more and more like Balin every week that I see him. He's getting that big jawline. He just needs the beard, and then he'll be on it. So, Mr. Mark Asquith, how you doing, dude? I'm all right, thanks, dude. Um, absolutely sat here pissing myself at that dog barking. Before we uh, started recording, Gaz was like, who's that fucking dog outside? <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, oh, it's going now. It's going for a walk. Sure enough, couldn't hear it. The second he hit record, the dog's like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah. pissing myself, mate. World of podcasting. <laughs> it's hilarious. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. A lot of, um, somebody I spoke to at an event actually, uh, a while ago said, oh, you guys, you sound so good. Like your audio quality is really good. Have you got like a proper studio that's soundproof and everything? I just look, uh, no, <laughs> no yeah. definitely not. <laughs> well, that's the thing with these mics though, the SM7Bs. Um, they, they are pretty sweet mics if you get on top of them like that. Um, but hey, they brought the new one out, totally digress. The one with the inbuilt phantom power for you, the preamp. Oh, the, yes, the new one, yeah. SM7DB, not getting one, don't need one, but I just thought about you. I've spent enough money on microphones over the years, dude. I think uh, yeah, the next I'm time sure. I get one will be when this literally falls apart. Well, I upgraded to this one from that Rode Procaster, and that's it's still in mint condition, like 11 years in. Same, same. We yeah. had a similar journey for mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only because yeah. these sound better. They're just a bit deeper, but I don't use any. Um, I don't use any extra extra power on mine. You've got a cloud lifter or a fetter, don't you? There, I've um, got a fetter. Yeah, I don't. I don't use that. I put it in. Didn't need it. Didn't need it in the end. Yeah. Anyway, digression. Digression. Pro podcasting, just without the soundproofing. Brap. All the kit. You know how it is. You up to anything Star Warsy, dude? Now I only watched the soccer. That was it. Not not really done anything. No. Um, been away at the old Ryder Cup, so watched the soccer on the plane, um, which was good. And I did, I was on the plane back, and uh, the guy, can you hear that? Is your dog barking now? No, there's a, oh, it's a police siren. car. Oh, police car. <laughs> that never happens, like, <laughs> never happens, and you never get a dog barking today. <laughs> today we've got them all mate that's absolutely hilarious <laughs> so uh yeah we're not editing it though but no I, so i was on the plane back and the kid that i went with mason one of the guys sat next to me he got talking to this other guy and like the flight was two and a half hours two and a half hours after that this guy's like apparently i have not said anything to him mason's just talking to him for like two and a half hours two and a half hours later i take my headphones off because i'm watching something getting off the plane he's like oh mate i'm gonna start watching clone wars Mason's been telling me all about it. Apparently, that's what it was nailing him with for like two and a half hours. I was like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Smashed it, mate. That's what you want. Yeah, someone who can <laughs> rip the show. And convert. At the end, yeah, they converted over to watching it. Brilliant. Because that happens a lot with uh, uh, with guys our age, still in their 30s, where they've watched the Star Wars movies and they're like, well, I don't watch cartoons. I'm, like, oh, I'm going to bother with that. But dive in if you've not seen it yet. I'm sh- pretty sure everyone listening to this show has, but... Well, that was his reasoning as well. It was like, yeah, it's just because it's animation. I'm not really into 
cartoons. Yeah. And we were just like, yeah, but it's sort of like now that you've got a soaker, now that's been done in the way it's been done. And there's nothing, there's nothing that's, that is in live action that you couldn't put in a cartoon. It's not like everyone's dropping F-bombs and slicing heads off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so yeah. it's, yeah, I get that. It's a, it is a bit of a blocker, but yeah. Got to wonder whether that's part of the Disney strategy, actually. Mm. Yeah, there would have been loads of people watching Clone Wars and stuff, and Rebels mm. especially, for the first time after Ahsoka. For sure. Yes. Okay, yeah, quite weak. Same for me, dude. The only thing I've done Star Wars is I've started a new book. It's one I found on my Kindle, funnily enough. I bought it years ago and just not just not read it. Mm. It's a Timothy Zahn book. It's... Uh, scoundrels oh nice assume you've read that one no no not read that one i haven't no yeah it's like a old school original trilogy-esque bounty hunter han solo story oh nice actually uh, no mm. i don't think i've read that one let's have a quick look no I, I in fact i know i haven't i haven't read that one um <sighs> get the good reads out yeah no i haven't done um because it was so far it was one of the just Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, it was like just after Disney bought, wasn't mm -hmm, it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, nice, man. Well, let me know if it's any good. I'll grab that one. Yeah. The chapter in, only a little bit, but it's pretty sweet so far. I just love Timothy's writing style. He's uh, he's very cool. Yeah, I want to like do it. Survivor's Quest next, you know? Oh, okay. It's like an outbound flight sequel and the throne duology prequel, I think if I don't mm. remember correctly, so I'm going to do that one next. But I have been reading that Return of the Jedi certain point of view, actually. Oh, okay. Any good? Same as all the others. Some real good stuff and some absolute dross. Hit and miss, yeah. Yeah, and I mean like big hits and massive misses. So, mm. But they're always like that, aren't they? I think it's because I can't really care about what happens to Max Rebo's piano. <laughs> You know, but there'll be other people that absolutely love that story. And I'm like, I don't care. They'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get it. It's got to tick a lot of boxes for different people. So I do mm -hmm. understand. But yeah, some of them are a tough read. Luckily, they're only short, so you can blast through them. Mm -hmm. That's true. Nice bite-sized stories as well. Can knock off a few. Mm. Some of them back. are quite long as well, which is sort of weird. Some of them are like, oh, and then some of them are like six pages. Which Okay. Yeah. So if you drop on one that's like, you know, you're not that bothered about it. But, you know, it's like 28, 30 pages. You're like, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll read you. But there's always good nuggets come out of those, though. There can be. Yeah, mm -hmm. there can be. Hit and miss, though. I still need to read The Empire Strikes Back one. I'm still on. Mm. I've only read the New Hope one so far. But as usual, picked them up on the shelf. Going to read that. Not yet. Oh, that's the hard thing. There's so many, man. It's like I was saying to Mason and, and Kieran on the way back. It's like one a month. I must get a Star Wars book every month. And it's oh, just, it's, when yeah. do you stop? Like I pre-order them all. I think, oh, I'll definitely get to reading that. When do you stop? Like, when do you stop? Well, that's it. I mean, it would have been easier without the High Republic stuff. Yeah, exactly. But that then, you know, you know how it goes. Exactly what we're saying. You get one down, you think you're coming to the end of it. So for me, that all started way back with the old... Um, what are, they, what are those old Timothy's on books that were based on the Battlefront games? Uh, what were they called? There was a trilogy of books that he did a while ago, and that's when I stopped getting out of sync with them. Yeah. That was aftermath, like that. the aftermath stuff. Oh, the Chuck Wendig ones. The Ch um, Chuck Wendig, sorry, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were good books as well then, but yeah, they were, yeah. You've got to stay on top of them. It's really tough. Like I've done that with the High Republic, like smashed out the first five and then just, I've got them, just haven't read them, mm -hmm. the, the next one. So we'll, well, I'll get back to it, but. Yeah. We'll get on to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right, let's bring it back to Ahsoka then. And we're on to uh, the penultimate one. I'll give you a quick recap before we give you our thoughts on this. And sit rep. Ahsoka is in Space Wales. She's on her way. She thinks that she's on her way. At that point, it wasn't confirmed. They just jumped in the whales, assumed that they were going to go to the same place that Morgan and uh, and Balin went to. Turns out they did, which is all good. They arrive in a huge space battle. That kicks off. They manage to get down to the planet's surface. While that's going on, Sabine has had her reunion 
that we saw at the end of the previous episode with Ezra. And it turns out that he's just been knocking around with these dudes that are um, like a little tribe of people. They move around. They've been keeping him safe. He's been looking out for them, etc. Sabine's there. But um, while that's going on, we also have Thrawn, who knows exactly what's going on. So he sends Balin uh, and Shin after those guys. And... Um, they uh, have a bit of a tasty battle. There's a space battle with Ahsoka before that leads to a tasty battle with these guys. Um, and then we see, uh, before that actually, we see Hera Syndulla getting her ass kicked a little bit by the the senators, well, one senator in particular. And she gets saved in uh, a lovely little cameo, I think we can agree, from C-3PO. Actually played by Anthony Daniels. A lot of people thought very weirdly that that was a CG 3PO just voiced by Anthony Daniels, but you could... It was blatantly Anthony Daniels on set, which is really cool. Turns out that Leia intervened a little bit. So that was a nice little include because you and I said um, last episode or the ones before that, I think it was you that brought it up. You're like, how can they tell this story without even mentioning Leia or Luke? How can they not be involved somehow? So I guess that's the little get out of jail free card for Leia, I guess. That's her inclusion in this. She gets here off the, off the hook. Uh, and then we go back to... Uh, some scenes where um, Balin has essentially said to Shin, look, our paths are going to diverge at this point. You know, you need to go off and follow orders that Thrawn's given us. I'm going to go off and do this other thing, which we still don't know about. So he's being called by this whatever force to do something. He bumps into a Ahsoka, have a little bit of scuffle. She then goes on to rescue Sabine and Ezra. A nice little reunion there. and uh, And then that's pretty much pretty much the episode and then we have like some little bits you know sprinkled in between at the beginning we had ahsoka with some of the holovids that anakin had left to sort of brush up on the old lightsaber skills and and whatnot and some little bits with uh hugh yang so yeah it was um it was a an all right episode i'm going to get to your score as we normally do get to your score now dude and then we'll, we'll dive in and we'll see if that's the score at the end so what would you put this out of 10 at the moment it was one of those that sets up a lot of stuff and throws in a lot of things. It was like a bit of a transitional episode for me, um, which is not a bad thing because it actually did advance the story quite a lot. I've seen a lot of people saying there was no real plot, but there actually was. You know, it, it pushed Balin forward a heck of a lot, actually. Um, it pushed, I think it pushed Thrawn and Ahsoka a lot as well, um, even though it didn't appear that they, they did that. I think it was a couple of little things, you know, around when he's when 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 Ahsoka had, when he'd figured out Ahsoka's boss master was Anakin. You could sort of see the oh shit, you know. Um, so I think a little things like that, probably more for like the geeky fans like us. I think they advanced the plot more than the casual viewer would maybe appreciate because it pulled a lot of threads from other places, little Easter eggs that here and there, which we'll talk about later. Um, so I think this is like just a straight, solid, easy seven for me because there was nothing spectacular about it, but it was a good episode. There was some good fighting in it. There was some nice force movement from Ezra, which I thought was really good. That interaction between Ezra and Sabine is is very, very well done. It's very similar to Rebels. That dynamic is very close. Um, so yeah, I, I, the, the little Easter eggs from Anakin and so on. Yeah, I, I, I just I thought it was a nice, solid episode that progressed progressed the plot more than you think. And I think when you were to, if you were to look back at it, maybe at the end of the season, maybe I'm sh I'm almost sure there'll be in it a season two of Ahsoka, um, or it'll it will all get resolved within the movie from Filoni. Either way, or like some random Mandalorian episodes, whatever, some way or or another. I don't think this story will end with episode eight. And I think when we look back from whenever that resolve comes, this episode will have served a purpose because I think it pivots a few people and positions them. Um, so yeah, straight seven for me, dude. Hmm. Okay. I'm struggling with this score initially. I'm hovering around a seven or a six. I can't really decide. I mean, it will have decided by the end of the app, but I feel like it was, it had a, this episode for me had a few cool moments and, that was about it for me. It didn't quite have the same, didn't quite have the same vibe as the previous episodes, which is, um, I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing to be honest, but, but then you often have this with TV shows, I guess, don't you? We have like the middle bit that dips down a little bit, or you have a slightly slower penultimate episode that builds, like you said, it sets stuff up. Um, 
as we get to the finale at least and possibly beyond that I'll probably definitely be on that but oh yeah I just can't decide if 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 I enjoyed it that much or not because I did find myself a few times just thinking oh, this is a bit <laughs> this is the wee bit boring this bit I'm not engaging with it as much as I was in the previous eps um, mostly the bits where it's just Ezra and Sabine hanging out really and then the other bits where you see another like the some of the battles were cool like the the second fight with with Balin and Ahsoka was quite cool. But that didn't really have the same impact as when we saw them fight the first time. This was more just a... Um, I don't know, it felt like neither of them really wanted to do the fight, which I guess is the whole point, because she needed to get off and save Sabine, and he needed to stop Ahsoka from interfering so that this whatever plan's going to go down. So neither of them really wanted to be there for the fight, and you could sort of tell that really. It didn't have the same impact as before. Um, and then you had Sabine sort of giving Ezra the, the lowdown on what's happened a little bit while he's been away. And that was a little bit like loads more happened. And obviously they can't dedicate too much time for Sabine giving him the, the lowdown, but like loads of things happened and she kind of skirts over a few things that were quite important. So she's like, yeah, there was this thing that went down on Endor, you know, the empire fell and that was the end of Palps and stuff like that, you know? Which we all know that's not the case. That's that's not what happened really. She sort of had a little nudge at that as well, didn't she? She's like, well, so yeah. they say. Yeah. Yeah, because we know that they went on for at least a year after that, didn't they? And it properly fell at the Battle of Jakku. That was the official thing and stuff. So, you know, there's a few little things that were dotted over and I quite like the 3PO um, cameo. That was lovely. And hearing Leia getting involved a little bit and, shutting up that dude who was trying to just you know he wants just wants to put Cinderella in the slammer he just he's got a bit of an ego so that was all right but then the rest of it it's weird it's weird because the things that we've spoken about in previous episodes which were really really cool like the lightsaber battles and the space fights and all that stuff i found that to be the opposite in this one where they were just a bit superficial for me mm. and it was the other scenes that were that were okay sort of brought it up a bit so i don't know i didn't hate it by any means i just can't decide if i enjoyed it that much to go over a seven but um some details i'd like to dive in and have a i saw some youtube thumbnails and you should never go on this i fully appreciate this it's the whole doomcock thing but star wars theory another couple and it was something that we spoke about last week is balen being called by palps oh i don't think so that's the thing. But a lot of people have cottoned onto it. I hope. Um, <laughs> what, uh, no, it's the wrong galaxy for that anyway. I know it's the wrong galaxy per se, but face value, you know. But what's your, because that's going to be my second question. What do you feel is calling Balin to do this, whatever he's got to do? Because if we go down the traditionalist route of training a, an apprentice of any kind, whether it's light side or Sith, you always are there together unless you're Anakin and you just bugger off and do your own thing now and then. But that was his character. But mostly it's like master and apprentice doing their thing together. He seems quite happy just to let her go off. And that's the last time they were presumably ever going to speak to each other. So there must be something pretty big and important that's pulling him in a different direction. Have you got any, any more ideas mm. on that? Well, I'm just going to digress. Um, I hope Star Wars Theory did his little voices. <laughs> Not in that one, unfortunately. You know, that was gutted, a, mate. I know. I know. He used to really like that guy, but he just loves the sound of his own voice now. <laughs> anyway, since he started getting jacked, mate, started training, <laughs> didn't he? What happens? You get the test running through your body. And it's, uh, you know, <laughs> the ego well, pulls out. Anyway, his best voices ones were the comic book. Uh, oh, don't theories, weren't they? Yes. Amazing. I said to him, "I wanted <laughs> sugar in my tea, unlimited sugar." <laughs> and Massimeta said, "But the cup's only so big, Your Highness." That's exactly how he sounded. Get me another cup," said Palpatine. <laughs> this is why. This see, this is why the SM7Bs are, are very good. You sort of lean in a bit, you go a bit deeper, and it picks it up beautifully. Oh, mate. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> back to Balin, said Palpatine. Balin. 
Balen's skull. Jesus. Coming, coming this week on Disney Plus. Balen's skull. Shin They are a bloody dear. Um, Sorry. Now all the best to him though. Um, <laughs> we wish you well. Theory. Crack wish on, you well. Keep, Your voice I, is absolutely just, mental, mate. Just keep going, mate. Don't stop, yeah? I know you're going to do another video. You do one about you do you. S- stopping the channel, but just keep going. <sighs> keep going. Keep pushing. Um, I am not sure. I mean, actually, to answer that, let's throw in with the first Easter egg. So someone zoomed in on Balin's little wrist computer. They've translated the Arabesh, and on his computer are the names Luke, Lear, Han, Chewie, R2, C3O, uh, C3PO, and Ben. So we assume that whether that's Ben Solo, whether that's Ben Kenobi, we don't know. Um, Was Ben born at this point? Yeah, yeah. It's probably about oh, five, him, maybe four. Yeah, be him. Be Running him, about, right? around being a little jerk-off. And yeah. um, so that was... To answer the question, you... I suppose you have to consider um, whether that's... Or there's a, there's a part of this that is, is that an Easter egg that's there because it means something? Or is it just an Easter egg that someone thought would be a laugh? And that's the first thing, because if it's if it's just a, having a laugh, then you would hope that the thing calling to him is something else that sets up something else. And maybe there's a, you know, a big storyline that goes off, because there's still 20 years between this and, and, and um, The Force Awakens. But the problem that, again, the problem that you've got is that if it's something else that calls to him that affects our galaxy, you can't not get Luke involved. So then that ultimately leads you to, is it Palpatine? But it can't be freaking Palpatine properly for him to pose any real threat because they were all surprised in Rise of Skywalker. So there's sort of, you know, either way mm. you write yourself into a bit of a problem. Now I do trust in Filoni and people that they'll sort it. My money says that this is something else. Um, for them to be on the same planet that, well, let's go other Easter egg. You know, um, we saw the Zepho runes. Um, we've seen um, a few other links to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, there was one in particular that came out this week. Um, one of the Night Mother's runes, if you if you if you tr- if you turn them. Um, and, and translate them from the old Sith language of Yukitat. Uh, it says, "Praise Kujet, ruler. Uh, praise Kujet, ruler of all. May his reign last for all." Which, and you know, Kujet is the Zepho Sith from mm. Fallen Order. The Night yeah. Sisters were in Fallen Order. Um, the um, we know the Night Sisters went to Dathomir from this uh, Peridia. And it's looking more and more like that Sith Kujet was involved in Peridia and then over to Dathomir with the Night Sisters and beyond and, you know, part of the Sith uh, legacy. So I just, I just think, the reason I say all that is that I just think there's more that they're setting up with this. Um, I don't, okay. th- unless they're just doing that thing where they're just tying stuff together for a laugh. But my gut tells me that there's something more to it. I just don't know how they tie it all together, make it such a big consequential deal when it's not mentioned in The Force Awakens. It's, it's, we've talked about it before. It's like the Avengers problem. You know, how, mm. how the hell does secret wars happen and someone, an Avenger, not get involved? You know, the argument around, well, we don't want him to get the superpowered DNA and any more of it, like... Get the freaking Falcon boy in. He's not got superpowers, but it's still tough. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you write yourself into these problems, I think. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's something else. I think those Easter eggs point to it being connected to something else. My gut on those tell me that it's something else that will probably bring in someone like a Cal Kestis. You've got a Cameron Monahan there. Um, I would be surprised if he doesn't do more than film, uh, than, than pro, uh, produce uh, Fallen Order 3 or whatever it's called. So I don't know, but I, I think it's something else, dude. What about you? You don't think it's Palps? Um, nah. Okay. Yeah, that's not a bad shout because um, 
Monaghan, he said at some Comic-Con, didn't he, last weekend or whatever, that they were making the third mm-hmm. game. And he said that there's some pretty big stuff coming in that, and he's producing that as well. Mm. And I just think if it was, like I'd be annoyed if it was Palpatine, because mm. it, it would only, it would only be Palpatine because the film's fucked up. Yeah. And they've got to yeah, try and squeeze it in. My, I, I would like it not to be Palps. I'd like it to be something else. But I just have this feeling that there's been some kind of um, there's been some kind of conversation at the top to say, look, all of these Disney Plus things are great. You know, mm. it's all very very cool. But ultimately, we're going to start. We're going to have to wrap this shit up soon. Yeah, you know, we cannot keep making Disney Plus shows around this little time period because it's just going to be overcrowded with stuff. So we're going to have to start linking them to the sequel trilogy at some point. And I think this is the stepping stone because Balin's that sort of character that, because he's not mentioned in any other yeah. thing, nor is Palpatine yeah, until the Rise right. of Skywalker, you know? So I've just got this gut effing feeling that somebody has said to Dave, look, Dave, I l- love you. And we appreciate that you want to go off and do all these cool things, but we haven't got an endless budget to tell another 10 Disney plus shows over the next seven, eight years before we then start to wrap up into the sequel trilogy. I don't know. Mm, I'd like it to be, yeah, I'd like it to be something else though. I suppose the only way to do that then would be to make sure that all this takes place way away from everything else, which leads into my prediction for the, the, the the finale is that the good guys are going to lose again, or there'll be a very major loss. They'll get stuck or something will mm. happen, which means that they can continue on in a pocket of space that doesn't necessarily affect Leia and Luke and that they, perhaps they just simply cannot access them. You know, okay. I, 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 yeah. I would be surprised if Thrawn didn't get out of Peridia and the good guys didn't, unless we see a death or whatever. And it's yeah. how, yeah. for Balin, from the Balin side of things, the only way for that to be Palpatine is if, there is no way for anyone else to find out that it's Palpatine, and that's to isolate them, you know? Yeah. Or kill everyone. Or just kill them all. Yeah. yeah. Pull a rogue one, kill everyone that knows, eventually. Because you can't... As soon as Hera gets involved, Leia gets involved. Unless they're isolated. Yeah, and Leia's already starting to get um, emails about it. Yeah, she's getting the old old memos, she's getting the dailies. So you've got to figure it... Yeah, I... I I know what you're saying, and I wouldn't be surprised if it were Palpatine. I just, and with you, I hope it's not. Um, it suck, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would just be a, such a shame that the, the Rise of Skywalker and such a last-minute shoehorning in would, because he was weak in that as well. Like, he was weak, weak, as a weak character. He's the weakest in terms of character that we've ever seen him. You know, this is a guy that spent decades and decades plotting, and then suddenly he's like, yeah, we'll just do this. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I know what you mean yeah yeah I guess so but it does beg the question what's going to happen after this if they say if they do make it all out of this galaxy back to the the OG galaxy what happens then because that's going to have to be that'd be even more difficult to write yeah. for the next presumably we are going to get an Ahsoka season 2 that would lead into this big Filoni film, right? Yeah. Which is happening at some point next year. Or maybe not, I don't know. But if they all make it back, then that just compounds the issue mm-hmm. that you've said a thousand times, which is you've got to get on the blower to Luke of course at you some have. point. You Unless you write have, Luke out yeah. of it. But then I'll, that pisses everyone else off because Force Awakens did that. Like yeah. he's, the, he's the main guy mm-hmm. that would sort most things out. You know, and even if Ahsoka's as powerful or whatever, he's not Legends Luke where, you know, the, the Force mm. could boil a damn kettle. You know, every, the Force could do everything. It was like this weirdly, <laughs> like a, the Legends continuity for me was like pre-Crisis Superman. You know, that you got to mm. do something to kind of temper that a little bit. Um, yeah. So it's it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's difficult to not write yourself into one corner and to, to introduce continuity problems. Um, and... Yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure whether we get Ahsoka season two or whether it, whether we get like the Mandalorian to start to tie into it more and it all, they all just become closer and closer together. 
Um, and the Mandalorian is more about the Mandalorian universe because we saw that obviously the Gideon stuff on Mandalore was referenced in this episode as happening literally the same time as all this kicking off. You know, it was just a few, whatever. Mm. It seemed to be a very, very short period of time. Um, so, yeah. yeah, a lot to, I mean, we could go through that forever, but yeah, a lot of weird stuff there. There was a lot of weirdness, yeah. And that was um, interesting that they referenced that because they used it as a kind of stick to beat. Mm. Um, uh, Hindula with because um, that senator guy who was being a bit of an ass. Mm. He, he could you could see that something's ha- something's happened to him, or um, he, he's just not buying into the whole thing. He's like that arrogant that there's no real threat from any kind of imperial mm. remnant. You know, Gideon was acting on his own. He wasn't involved in any kind of imperial shiz. So it's interesting they reference that because they didn't have to. Because no. that it literally is a that that's an isolated thing, and especially considering you had like no. Pelion in in that Mando episode. Well, you know, he's the right hand man outside of Eli Vanto in the in the canon throne. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and they were so then. You, that's not by accident, is it? It's not by accident that you know Pelion's talked to Gideon and the rest of these Imperial Remnant admirals and whatever about Thrawn's return, and then you've got Elspeth and the mercenaries going off to find them. Like it's, they've they've. Elspeth has got to have spoken to those guys at some point mm-hmm. to get whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of interconnectivity there. It is just where it all takes place, isn't it? You know, because like I said, take place out of the continuity, well, outside the galaxy or elsewhere, you, that's fine. You can sort of write around that. If it takes place in our galaxy, you have got to deal with Luke, Leia and Han not being involved. Got to do. Yeah. And didn't we say ages ago, even before Ahsoka kicked off, whether we would see um, what's his chops um, playing Han. I was just thinking that. I, yeah, I've got a f- sneaky feeling he might be back. Hmm. Yeah. Because that wouldn't be the, that would actually be okay. Yeah, yeah. Because then you'd at least have some kind of connection to those characters who should be aware of what's going on. Even if it's not Luke and you don't want to go down the hole. Oh God, we're out of money again. Can't afford to de-age this dude and make him look like Luke again. Let's bring Han in. Mm. Yeah. So that would make sense, I guess. It would make sense. I do think they've got to get Luke involved at some point. I think they've got to have to, if, if they do it, they have to recast. I don't think that, I don't think the CGI will stand up to a, a, a big set of appearances. Hologram, dude. Just do it all over hologram. Well, that brings us to the, the Anakin thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Anakin looks better in the hologram and probably in the last episode on the Clone Wars than he's probably ever done. <laughs> like, he looks better than Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. He does, yeah. And that was... Um, it was it was cool, but also sad in a way that that mm. was probably the last time we'll see Anakin. Mm. Um, I ca- honestly can't see Ahsoka having another shot of coming back to life, can you? It's not going to be a... Oh, another series, Ahsoka dies again. They can't go down that road all the time. So I think these little hollow vids that she's got, it's probably the last uh, the last thing. I did have this weird thing because I've just finished up, a bit of a digression, I've just finished up watching this uh, Superman and Lois um, series. Mm, it's good, isn't it? Which is amazing, by the way. And in that, there's a bit where um, Lois goes back into, um, uh, like it's regressing to her son's mind and she sees this dude who's got, talking to his AI dad, um, another Kryptonian, and in the in the in the thing, uh, as she regresses, the the AI can talk to her mm. in her regression. So there was a bit of me that was thinking, shit, I think Anakin's going to turn around and like have a conversation with Ahsoka at this point. But you can't do that, obviously, in these rules that apply, mm. you know, in in this stuff. But it's sad in a way that you know that was probably the last. I can't. I don't know. Would we? The only other time was probably going to be a definite Force ghost. Yeah that's not in the world between worlds who's going to talk to somebody, maybe yeah. Ahsoka at some point or whatever, but it wasn't bad seeing Hayden still doing his thing. We didn't see him too much, but it was nice to see that. And nice to see the character of Anakin being portrayed as someone that was that thoughtful and that sort of care yeah. inside of him, um, which was like ultimately led to his downfall. So I, I think that was great. You know, the mentions of Ventress and Dooku and Grievous in live action, again, Ventress in particular, fantastic, but you got, I, I would be shocked if we don't see Hayden Christensen. Maybe not in this series again, but if we don't see Hayden Christensen again, I think I would be exceptionally surprised. Just because he's he's bank now, isn't he? He's bank. 
everyone goes wild for him, especially because this is his chance at redemption and he absolutely fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Let's talk about Ezra because there was an interesting scene or a couple of scenes actually that I was a bit surprised at. So there's a bit where all of the nightmare troopers or the death troopers, what are they called? Night troopers. Night troopers. Whatever they're called. Yeah. They get sent down by Thrawn to assist um, Shin to take these guys out. And uh, Sabine's like just handing him weapons willy-nilly. Take the blaster, take the lightsaber. And weirdly, he says, no, I'm I'm all good (laughs) because the force is my ally. And he sort of, you know, force pushes a bunch of people and has a little scuffle with Shin and stuff like that. And then at the flip of a coin or drop of a hat, He's picking up a blaster from a night trooper and he's blasting the crap out of him all over the place. What What's your view on that? Because I initially I thought he's matured, like from the Ezra that we saw back in Rebels, where he's a bit of a cocky teenager sort of thing. And, you know, it seems like he's matured, obviously, and doesn't... He's almost going down a... um, like an Obi-Wan Kenobi vibe with this stuff, where Obi-Wan hates using blasters, doesn't he? He's like you know, so uncivilized, all that stuff. But then he even refuses the lightsaber, which Sabine, you know, so I was kind of, I couldn't see the point in the writing with that. Maybe I missed something. Did you see a deeper meaning to that? I think probably for me, it was a couple of things. I read into that in a couple of ways. The first one being that from a pure logistical standpoint, they had to give, keep Sabine with the, 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 the lightsaber, like just to continue her path to, you know, is she force sensitive or not? Can it be unlocked? Um, which I've seen about this week, you know, this idea that force sensitivity can be a work, and if you like, almost to a degree like right. it was in Luke, you know, and even in Anakin, to a degree, you know, he was great at being a pod race with his instincts, but every he couldn't do anything else. It's not like he was sat there chucking sand around using telekinesis, you know. So <laughs> there's 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 a little bit of that latent force stuff in there. But I think the second way, the, the more realistic sort of reasoning for it in my mind is that I think they just wanted to show that Ezra's been away for a really long time. And you know, if you if you're in the heat of a battle and you've you, you've 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 been you've been relying on on the force and you've trained for call it what I don't know how long he's been away six years maybe seven I don't know mm-hmm. maybe longer than that, maybe nine actually so he's been away for say nine years right and all he's done is worked with the force he's trained with the force he's used that to um, power all of his skirmishes and come out of them as what we can tell as pretty unscathed. And then suddenly nine years in, you know, it's do I use this thing that I've been using every day or do I go back to something that I did, I've not touched for nearly a decade and rely on that to save me? And I just think that's the reason. I think it's just a, dead to let Sabine have the saber. Um, but it was, I think it was just important to show that Ezra had, had, had lived without it. I think that was the only thing. And there were some really cool moments. He was, mm. he was doing some really cool force stuff. When he blocked Shin's lightsaber, the visuals of that were fantastic. Um, will he get mm-hmm. a lightsaber back? Unless he dies in the finale, I'm pretty sure he will do. Um, so I think that's all it was, mate. Yeah, I think it was just to show that he'd used it and that was his weapon of choice, which I totally get. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. I just thought it was um, it was kind of undone a little bit in the second part of that fight where he just picks up yeah. blasters and starts going. I noticed you know. that, yeah. Um, but it is kind of cool that he's using, I, I wonder if, um, I wonder if he's tried to communicate with anyone else using the force while he's been there. That'd be, um, I know he's not been trained traditionally as a Jedi or anything like that, but maybe that would be your instinct mm-hmm. is to try and commune with, um, with people. Maybe he has, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yes. Maybe someone's popped up. You've got to think about like how how the writers want that to work as well, because your obvious one is Kanan. But then if Kanan's a Force Ghost, why is he not appearing to Jason and all that sort of stuff? And you know, but then we just don't know how the Force Ghosts have been written to work. If he's just reaching out for a sort of quote unquote signal that anyone could pick up, Um, does it rely on a connection previously to that person? Does it not? You know, and I'm sure we could find examples of 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 uh, of both sides of that you know because the obvious one will be obi-wan you know he met obi-wan and uh, mm-hmm. had a bit of a deeper meaningful and then you know got darth maul got clattered by him so you've sort of <laughs> got you know th- there's a lot that could go on with that if they wanted to go down that path um yeah. and the force seems to work in the same way in this galaxy which you know it's on it's a whole living things thing so 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, there's a lot more to that story, I think, to tell. Mm. Yeah, one would assume that the Force is a universal thing mm. rather than a galaxy-specific thing. So it would just make sense, I guess, if he's you know if he's still training to use the Force, which he obviously is, because mm-hmm. he was pretty badass with it. Then he'd be doing other things other than just you know slapping people around. I don't know. Um, but he was kind of cool. Um, it's. Th- the the vibe from the live action characters, the difference between those guys and the animated series, is done very well. I think mm-hmm. in terms of their time that's elapsed from when we last saw them in the animated stuff through to how they are now, I thought was done very well. And maybe that leads a little bit into what we were saying about Ahsoka. Remember, we were saying that she's a bit mordy, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit grumpy here and there, and stuff like that. I think maybe that's just because she's getting older. <laughs> and I tell you. As you get older, you turn into a right miserable bastard at times. Misery way, way more than you even thought that you could be. Like, little things. Like, babe, what's the matter? Get away from the window. No, because he's cutting his grass there and it's only 10 to 8 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, 10 years ago, I just slept through it. Or not even batted an eyelid, probably to say hello out on the balcony. But now I'm like seething at the window. So as you get older, I think, you know, little things piss you off. Yeah. So. And she's been through a lot as well in that regard. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. But she did lighten up. There was a lot of that lighter, especially when she'd met Ezra. You know, she was, uh, she was very, very light then, wasn't she? Yeah. She was, you know, she was very, uh, I don't want to say snippy, but she was very, <laughs> she was, she was, she was just, you know, glad to see him, which I think a lot of the time as a Jedi, you don't really, you don't necessarily see that portrayed, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you can you can tell definitely that um, they haven't just said, right, these are how the characters were in the animated stuff. Mm. Just kind of try and copy that a little bit, you know, and uh, imitate those, uh, you know, how they speak and stuff like that. You can, te- you can tell that they've, uh, they've grown older, they've matured a little mm. bit, so... Yeah, I think. Um, let's talk about Thrawn because he wasn't in it as much as a previous one, but did have a couple of cool scenes. As a there was a bit where he calls on the Night Sisters again. He's like, "Look, I need your help again. I need the GPS thing on. You know, get the magic triangle." So he uses those guys to to track down where mm. where they where those guys are. He's very pushy and, with them as well, and he's just like, "I need your help. Just give me the help." He's not like, "Please," because it was at first it was like. <laughs> It seemed like it was it was being portrayed as like he was needing them and like they were the boss. Now it's like the other way. It isn't it? Yeah. Now he's just a, he's just entitled. Yeah. Yeah. He's like my teenage son at the minute. <laughs> he's so yeah. I, I totally get that. And he's um, he's still got that. It wasn't as menacing as he was in the last episode, but he still has that authority about him. You know, and he's you know when someone just has that vibe about them where it's just like, yeah, he's he's in charge, you can tell. So he still has that. And he's also got that calculated um, percentage of victory about him as well, which is a weird way to explain it. But he never shoots for um, 100% outcome. And when he doesn't get it, it gets stroppy. He always shoots for it. But then if it's like a win that's with some losses, he's like, well, that's acceptable. Yeah. You know, we can we can deal with that and, and move on. So love that about his character still. Love that they still have that from the books and from Rebels and stuff, that calculated stuff. Um, but do you think he'll make it back? Do you think they'll they'll jump back on the old uh, Eye of Scion next step, head back? Um, I'm not sure if they'll make it back, but I think they'll leave Peridia. Okay. So, as in, stay in this galaxy, but just leave. The I don't planet. know if we'll even know the answer. Right. I think that might be left for a season two or the movie or whatever. Um, and I think it sort of links to what Hera does and what the new report, because Mothma's starting to come around now, isn't she? And I think it links to what they end up doing. Because. If the New Republic's on side and saying shit, Thrawn might come back, they're going to try and handle it and they're going to try and find it and they're going to try, you know. Um, if they're not on side, I think there's more chance of him getting back and taking them by surprise. You know, that would be a better story. 
Um, but like I said, I, I, I do think that the good guys will quote-unquote lose in this. I think this will be like an Empire Strikes Back vibe. Um, so, like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a death. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the good guys stranded. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Thrawn get out of there. But we didn't know whether he made it back or not. And they'll save that for something else. So, I'd, But mm. again, I'd, <laughs> you know, we are very basic, simplistic storytelling people. People like Filoni and so on are much, much better at this. Um, so... I think there's also the possibility, a great possibility that it'll be the entire outcome will be something that none of us expects because that's their job. Yeah. So you reckon a bit of a cliffhanger? Yeah, actually, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a good shout. It's difficult to see who else could pop up to help at this point because um, now the space whales have had their ass kicked a little bit as well. They buggered off, didn't they? Yeah. So no one's coming from the other way. So Hera's not coming. Hera, you know, all those guys, um, no one's coming. Carson, because they, they, it's impossible for them to get there unless there's like a backup. <laughs> you know, that would be too convenient. So no one's coming that way to rescue them and bring them back. The whales have gone. The only way back now is Morgan's ship. So what do they do with that? Do they, because... I know that when they first found Thrawn, one of the first orders of business was to get all of the um, supplies and everything off of his ship, ready to go back to the galaxy. Um, so he's prepping to go. So you're right. If if he just if they make the jump to light speed and go somewhere, if there's a malfunction or they bugger off somewhere, you know, that then leaves two ways for those guys to get back. It's either the space whales come back somehow, even though they got their asses kicked. Maybe there's a connection between Ahsoka and the big head, you know, the Papa space whale. Well, and Ezra as well. Back. He was the guy that and did Ezra. it first. Yeah, maybe there's a connection with those guys. I call them back. Or the other thing is that the outside shot, what we're talking about is Ezra communicating with somebody, you know. And even Ahsoka can do that. I mean, you know, they can all commune with, with other people. You know, the, 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 the sort of, again, is it the Luke Skywalker thing from Mando? He felt Grogu on the top of the, the mountain. Um, you know, Leia's there with force sensitivity. Jason Solo's there. Um, not Jason Solo, you know. Um, Jason Sindula's there. Um, mm. And, and Ezra, Ezra was the guy with the main connection to the to the Purgal anyway. So, you, I, yeah, I, I also think there's a possibility, mm. if not a probability, that one or two of the good guys end up on the ship with Thrawn. I don't think that's outside the realm's possibility. I think Elspeth and Ahsoka will probably throw down again. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's just a few bits in there that there's so many possibilities with that one, but I do think it will end negatively and certainly on a cliffhanger. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think is the cargo then? Do you think it's like just bodies? Do you think he's just offloading bodies? It, it, is he giving the cargo... To the Night Sisters, or is the Night Sisters giving the cargo to Thrawn? I can't remember that. They are giving it to Thrawn, I think. Are they? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yep. So he's loading the ship up. Yeah. All right, okay. Odds and sods. They could be like reconstituted people or something from the Night Sisters. You know, man's not got no army anymore. But does he, you know, yeah. does he know, does he know about Palpatine? Does he know about Endor? What does he know about? I mean, I know he's been communing with Elsbeth, but what does he know? Because he left at the height of the yeah. Emperor's power. He did. Yeah. So that's a good question. I think um, you, you would have thought that Morgan would have filled him in. He's that type of guy, isn't he? Mm. he? He needs to know all the facts or everything that's going on. So he'll know about Luke. And if you're him, you know. When did it all go tits up? Well, all these rebels got together. You, you know, on Lethal. You remember all that. And uh, they all got together. And then this guy just showed up one day. You'll never believe it. You'll never believe who he is. <laughs> he's the only the kiddo of X, Y, and Z. Told Anakin. Like, the first thing he's going to do is try and kill him. Or mm. stay under his radar or something. Well, perhaps. On the basis that he knows what's happened to Palps. 
Because at this point, is he still thinking that he's some kind of second, third in command mm. to an imaginary empire that's not there anymore? Does he think that's still going? Or as Morgan, has she even have they communicated properly? Those two, I don't know. Because how does it? How does she know? This is what we don't know. We don't know any of the coordinates. Was it the Night Sisters communicating? Um, yeah, we just simply don't know any of that. And I, you know, there is also the question of 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 like you know do they really pull the air to the Empire stuff? And is he the one that really reconstitutes the cloning? Because we've seen it in Bad Batch. We've seen it in Mando. <clears throat> is he the one that pulls that all together and starts the cloning and, you know, chucks it out to Exegol and off we go? Is it, I don't know. This is the thing. If they want to really palps it up, they could tie that together and, you know, mm -hmm. the Easter egg at the back end of the Air to the Empire movie or trilogy, whatever we end up bloody getting, could be the fact that actually, yeah, Thrawn's lost and he's dead. He set up Exegol, you know? Yeah, but because um, you and I said this in episode one and two review, I think, that that's probably a, a thing that they're looking into with, um, with Thrawn because we know that from this point onwards, everything to do with Palpatine and the First Order with Snoke and all that mm. stuff is all about the cloning stuff now, isn't it? None of the people that are in charge, apart from um, General Hux and all those guys, nothing's nothing below Snoke is clone stuff, is it? It's all <clears throat> no, you know Finn and all those. You know they're all well, it's conscripts, proper aren't they, yeah. conscripts. Yeah, so it's only Snoke and Palpatine who are clones. So the only way that they could be successfully cloned, and I think was it Rise of Skywalker or The Last Jedi, where they saw all the variations and all the test runs to make Snoke. Um, so somebody, and maybe that links into the Mando stuff, you know, the whole reason they wanted Grogu is to clone, mm. he get his blood and clone him. And perhaps, I don't know. It's exciting. I'm staying out of it until <laughs> the finale. Uh, that's the thing. Like, we can make predictions all day long, but the writers are better than we yeah. are. Well, <coughs> most of the time. Yeah. Mostly, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Staying out of it. So, staying out of it, of course. Yeah. So, um, anything else you want to mention before we put? Have you, have you changed your mind on the score? You, you are seven. No, I'm going to go with a seven on it. Uh, a couple of things, yep. other things that I've seen. Um, interesting with the Zepho stuff. I do think that's interesting. Um, but I've seen another couple of things which are, are mental. Um, this first one, which we know, we know what Snoke is. Some people like Balin's definitely Snoke. Not this again. Is he? Yeah. And the other one was the new galaxy with Peridia in it is our Milky Way. <laughs> yeah. But yep. That's uh Yeah. That's a, oh, is this the whole um this was a Doomcock thing, I'm sure of it. Oh, it was years wasn't it? ago. With it's um they're gonna do a crossover event with Star Wars and Marvel. Oh god, no, not that again. <clears throat> yeah, so is this the is this the thing now that you know he's uh is Thrawn going to bump into Thor or one of the Eternals or whatever? Come on, Doomcock. Come on. You can imagine that, can't you? You're like, you're on this spaceship. Say it's the Captain Marvels or something, the Marvels spaceship out in the galaxy. Flies in, bumps into old Thrawn. All right, nice. Nice to see how you're doing. Yeah, not bad you. Yeah, decent. Want to come over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like your little blue skin. You look like them people that Guardians of the Galaxy thought, yeah, I'm not different. So, <laughs> right. Well, all it is, let me bring out the old boss. Sam Jackson comes out and he's like, hang on. Are you sure about this? I thought you were dead. I thought you fell out of a window. And he's like, what are you on about, mate? It's just that you look exactly like this dude <laughs> from the holograms that my buddy Palpatine told me. And then Spider-Man from Civil Wars there is like, Palpatine, from that film, Empire Strikes Back, that reference in Civil War. Fuck off, Doomcock. Because <laughs> that would be, <sighs> as crazy as that sounds, if that was to happen, that would be the narrative running through everybody's head. Oh, big time. As they're watching it, wasn't it? Yeah. I saw that really old movie, you? Empire Strikes Back, that took place in, like, where did you get the cameras from? So it was a documentary, was it? 
<laughs> oh no, it's uh it was a mockumentary. Yeah. Oh David Brentel hooks. So this service. is just a laugh, is it? Uh-huh. All right then. Yeah. <laughs> I brought that in. Guilty as charged. Yeah. God. Oh God. Little Ewok. Yes. Get some batteries for little wicket over there. Yeah? <laughs> Get that pick out. Yeah. I can't see it being God. a Milky Way, mate. I don't know how people do it. Be. Why do people do it? Anyway, sorry. Rant. Because they have broke the fourth wall a couple of times in this with Hugh Yang being like, I'll tell you a story. Sure. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. And you think, ah. That's about as messy as it gets, though. It's not like Deadpool where it's like, you know, literally staring down the eye of the audience. But yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not that. Yeah. It's not Deadpool style. But um, it's still a bit like, oh, yeah, that's what we say about watching you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Um, when you see that Family Guy episode where it's like, when the, when they say the name of the movie, Muddy, we're gonna go back to the future, and you see a Peter in the front, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that is as far as it goes. God. So no, Milky Way. I'm gonna Google can't. it. Star Wars, Marvel crossover. Now, sure, there might be comics and whatever else, but let's have a look. Sure, I don't think there's even comics, dude. For this oh, no. it's just too ridiculous mate no let's have a look <laughs> even for kathleen kennedy no that's a stretch oh no because in a lot of the meetings she's like well it's all in space right oh yes space is space <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like in the <laughs> doctor strange and they were like that fiery planet's definitely mustafar <laughs> oh yeah that was another one wasn't it that's mustafar fuck off Oh, here we go. Come on. Who we got? So sure enough, right, Star Wars Marvel crossover, you got a video, second one, Star Wars Theory. Star Wars Theory. Right. <laughs> Let's have a look. I love this guy. <laughs> no. It's bollocks. It's a, it's a big pile of bollocks, is that? God. You watch, mate. You watch next episode of Soka. Belt off into light speed. As they come out of light speed, big planet, oceans, clouds. Oh, looks in, yeah, looks like Earth to me. What's that? Looks like planet Earth. Uh, and you can imagine it, like <laughs> nip off to Tatooine. All right, okay. Wait a minute. Is this that tourist attraction that I went to in Tunisia with my family? <laughs> and like. Like all sorts. Do you imagine that? Anakin's force goes whipping up and <laughs> bumping into Jane Foster. You'd be like, whoa, fuck. Woo. Had me for a minute there. Good Lord. You're Oof. just like the X. Just <laughs> like the X. It's like you bulked up a bit for the old, th- you're in that Thor film, weren't you, that we saw? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had that. Obi-Wan got that out on D- DVD, in the, DVD old, uh, yeah. in the old netherworld. <laughs> yeah. We got, yeah. Jesus. That was close though, that. And then even worse, like Leia and Luke, like, you my mum? No. Cruel. Cruel. <laughs> We're not saying that these conversations have not happened. No. At Lucasfilm or Disney. Not saying that. But there must have been some people that just shot that shit down immediately. Like, Filoni's like, fuck you lot. Come on. In it. I've told you no. That's part of the contract. Yeah. No means and I moved over. No, and don't that doesn't mean ask your mum. Yeah. So look, you the you're the cartoon guy. Come and write some stories with us. I told you I would do. But you have to knock this silly shit on the now head. Look at you. Oh. Jeez. Well, so we can safely say that that's probably not gonna happen then. Nah. I'm, I mean No. Let's not yeah. I was gonna say it's not beyond the realms that's of That's not getting to it. No. No. Anyway, seven from you. Uh, I think I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with the six. I think. Okay. Yeah, with the hope that the finale brings. You know, you don't want to live on expectations. That's the fast track to disappointment. But with the hope that the finale brings in a belter of a story. Yeah. So yeah, six and a seven. Alrighty. Uh, let's take a pin in it there, dude. For part five of the Soak Review podcast.
Cheers, dude. Interesting one to talk through this week. I think because you, you can always tell when we review episodes when not a lot is going on in the episode because we spend a vast portion of the review episode digressing and talking about <laughs> predictions rather than what actually went down in the episode. But not a bad one. We'll see what happens next week for the finale. Until then, make sure you pop us a like and a follow so that you don't miss the last episode in our little spin-off podcast, Yosoka Review. And if you're listening on SOR, then um, tune in next week for that. And also make sure you're following Spark Rebellion. Just do a search in your podcast app of choice. Give us a like and a follow there because after Ahsoka's finished, we'll be back to, back to the usual programming of rounding out the news and all that stuff. And if you want to support us, if you like all the Star Wars content that we do here, you can do that via our Spark of Rebellion support page, which is sparkrebellion.com forward slash support. Uh, you can choose light or dark side. Um, just drop three bucks a month. If you don't want to, that's totally cool. Uh, no worries. If you do support us currently, one of our supporters, then thank you so much. It's uh, very, very much appreciated. And uh, we will continue making cool Star Wars content as long as you'll have us. So with all that being said, dude, it's been cool as always. I'll see you. I'll, actually, I won't see you next week. I'll see you later this week. Oh, yeah. To review the finale. Yeah, we're doing yeah. two this week because I was off last week. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Big shout out to Kev as well. Um, he was not feeling well this week, so I'm feeling better, mate. And, uh, yeah, we will be back with the finale review. Indeedy. Yes. So, Kev, Dave, all the other supporters, uh, thank you very much. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And may the force be with you always. <laughs>